Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, hey, what's happening, everybody? I'm Ampool, the Urban Guru Man, and I am, uh, man, I'm here with my partner, my co-host. What's happening? Peace family, Nikki Builder. I am excited about today's show. We are at Pisces, which means we are at the end of the line. Zodiac lovers, we, we done march y'all through this through this wheel and, and today is the the finale show, so I'm excited about that. Uh but before we jump in, let us get some announcements from our sponsor, the Inner Peace Lighthouse Radio Station. Yeah, man, we finito, man. We um Man, of course, man, visit the website, myastrologycoach.com. Listen, man, here, make these notes, because there's a lot going on here, and sometimes you just can't rely on memory. So make sure you got something to write with. Um, The first thing is the Toel Love Fund, of course, right? So when you go to myastrologycoach.com, you go to the website, um, go to the membership tab, you are going to see – you're going to see something called the Toil Love Fund, which is a fund where we participate and contribute $13 a month. And within that, at the end of the month, we just dump the fund out, divided by four people, members who are participating, and we pay those four people's bills. Real simple. It's just a real simple concept. Um, we do that every month. They're going on for six years. So you will see Toil Love Fund. Check that out. Then on my astrology coach, you can hit the um, what is it, man? Hit the events tab, and then you're gonna see webinar. Hit that because on May the seventh, I'm doing a webinar for the Prosperity Investment Group. It's gonna show you some financial opportunities. So without me getting too 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 much into that, um, you know what I mean? Because it's it's not open to the general public per se, far as exactly what it is. But get into this because it's going to be a phenomenal opportunity for you, all right? It's a crazy opportunity that we're already participating in as members. I made a post earlier, you know, they got the old saying, uh, you know, your your network is your net worth, you know what I'm saying? And you got to really start questioning yourself on, like, who you around. The people around you, do they make you better in any shape, form, or fashion? You know what I mean? Um, and I'm, well, I'm going to be real specific. Can you focus on money and increase your finances? And I ain't talking about that spiritual Piscean escapism talk that we're going to get into today that say, oh, you're a spiritual being. You don't need money. I ain't talking about that. Uh, don't you're healthy and that's prosperity. I'm not talking about that. I am specifically talking about money. Can you increase your finances? And spirituality has a lot to do with that because if you understand Pisces, which we're going to get into today, you're going to see how the money principle is tied into the principle over here in Pisces. So get over there to My Astrology Code, sign up for this webinar that's coming. 
um, because I'm going to put, we put a physical vehicle together where you can actually physically invest money and make money, okay? So check that out. Um, also, since you're here, go to the prosperityinvestmentgroup.com. That's where I'm spending all my time at. That's, that's where I'm at personally, the prosperityinvestmentgroup.com. Drop your email off at the bottom of the page. When you do that, go to your email and confirm because when you sign up for these newsletters, you've got to confirm. Very important to do that process right there. So when you sign up, go on your email, go to your spam, confirm that you enroll because as the group forms and we're having, you know, conversation and opportunities, then you want to be a part of this group if you want to stay in this type of information dealing with increasing your physical money, all right? It's just like the people um, who are in the Gratitude to Success course, today is day six, so they almost, it's been a week tomorrow, they had access and were privy to some information and investment opportunity before I even start telling people in the Quantum Imaging membership, Toel Love Fund members and stuff, because they specifically signed up for a course of mine where I know their mind was geared towards attracting more abundance and success in their life. So I made this opportunity privy to only them. Just this morning, I came out to the other people and other memberships and, all right, it's y'all turn. Y'all can get in now. So you want to join a prosperity investment group because the conversation is only going to be privy to those who say, yo, I'm with this, I'm rocking, let's go get it, all right? So theprosperityinvestmentgroup.com, confirm your email, and let's get it on. And popping, also visit theimaginationguru.com. Minister Jew at the Positron Pass is back. It starts on April the 30th. In fact, for this weekend only, today, Saturday, and Sunday, there's a flash sale for it right now where he sliced the price again and took 30 off. So jump on this Positron Pass right now because it's a sale on it right now, okay? So that's going to end first thing Monday. If I'm up late enough, midnight come in, it's going back to regular price. But get in before Monday. Do not wait to the last minute, all right? You can go to theimaginationguru.com, hit the shop tab. You're going to see webinars. Bam, it's right there. Study up on it practical techniques to get you going on how to release old hindering thoughts that is stopping you from acquiring happiness and success in any desired area of your life, okay? So make sure you get into that, theimaginationguru.com. And uh, other than that, man, that's it. Awesome. Well, I hope you all still got your pen and paper out because I got news this week. Um, I'm going to start with my usuals, which is um, find me on uh, YouTube at Nikki Builder. Um, Also, check me out doing my day job. Normally, I tell y'all to go over and check out my, uh, my online shop at Big Cartel. But this week, I am going to share with you all that we've officially launched the Wear Nikki website, so y'all can visit me at wearnikki.com. Um, and you can also find the shop tab over there as well as more information about what I do as a fashion designer. 
Um, in addition to that, I'm also very, very pleased and happy to announce that um, you all can. I, I got my my page today on uh, on uh, myastrologycoach.com. So I've been talking about um, offering this. Um, elemental balancing program. So I've I've officially released um, the Energy in Balance program. Um, so find out more information about that. Go on over to myastrologycoach.com. Go to the consultations uh, menu, and you will find consults with Nikki over there. Um, and you can find out more information about the program um, there and uh, make your request. And I'm super, super excited about that. This is a an eventful week, so um, we're also on uh, episode 12 of the show. So this is all exciting stuff. You ready, Noble? I'm ready. Well, let's rock and roll. Um, I wanted to start with uh, reading a page from, and I've I've been getting a lot of inquiries about. Um, Places to sort of start, or or books more specifically to start with um, understanding astrology. Um, Noble and I talk a lot of astrology talk on this show, so folks have been contacting me wanting to know, you know, where can I find some more, um, you know, sort of beginner level information. And and I'm I want to recommend this book, and I've been reading from it quite frequently. You can find it at myastrologycoach.com as well. It's called the Self-Activation Workbook, and this is by um, Noble Ampu and sister uh, Nia Akasha. This is a really good book to just get activated um, as well as to get some basic understandings of these archetypes that we're talking about every week. Um, And so I want to share the page on Neptune real quickly if I can. And it starts out with this quote from Albert Einstein that I think is brilliant. It says, the intuitive mind is a sacred gift and the rational mind is a faithful servant. We have created a society that honors the servant and has forgotten the gift. And I think that's really dope and um, indicating of this energy that we're dealing with, which is Pisces um, ruled by Neptune. So let's read a little bit more about Neptune. The beautiful watery planet of mystery and dreams, ruler of all the oceans and seas, Neptune is quite difficult to grasp. These vast bodies of water cover the majority of our Earth's surface, over 70%, yet an astonishing 95% of the world underwater remains unexplored, completely unknown to us. Welcome to Neptune. When you just think about the depth of that statement right there, 95% of what is underwater remains unexplored. Like they they can't even go, when I say they, explorers can't even go down so far in the water. I think like 30,000 miles is like the deepest we can actually go. But beyond that, I fathom the idea that it's, that there's even that much water or even that much depth to the water. Um, I, I think that's incredible and, and it reminds, and I think, when you think about it from that perspective, it reminds me of the fact that that's just a reflection of 
outer space and the cosmos, and all of these things are reflecting each other. That's dope to me, and I just had a moment. Forgive me. Um, let me continue. Discovered by astronomers in 1846, Neptune's orbit is super slow, encompassing whole generations under one sign. Invisible to the naked eye, Neptune is the realm of the mystics, musicians, and all things metaphysical. His etheric influence governs the spirit world, your dream landscapes, imagination, and intuitive intelligence, symbolizing the individual and collective subconscious. His energy is the mist surrounding things beyond the earthly realm. Planetary planetary ruler of the hidden 12th house and final sign of the zodiac, Pisces through Neptune pulls in the wisdom, heartache, and sacrifice of every age that came before it. This experience explains the tenderness and natural compassion of the sign that the sign exudes without effort. The opposite of Virgo's microscopic precision, Neptune Pisces is the formless abyss. In antiquity, the Piscean age is symbolized exquisitely by the appearance of the Christ figure, said to have been forsaken by the masses and nailed to the cross, or matter. To this day, the fish... Latin term Vesica Pisces is one of the most recognized symbols of Jesus worldwide. The Prophet Muhammad and the rise of Islam showed up during this era as well, both marking the advent of the Piscean Age as a seriously religious one. Neptune is also known as Maya, the master of illusion. Given its ephemeral quality, it also rules outright deception, intoxication, religious zealots, and mass delusion. Neptune is a tricky energy, one that is very difficult to master, for pure integrity is paramount here. The lower vibration of Neptune is one of the most painful to endure. It moves so slowly, often unnoticed. All the details blur and mirrors refract. When the fog lifts and the smoke finally clears, Neptune leaves the principal deceiver to realize all along they have been the one being deceived. And... that that might have been a bit lengthy um, of a piece to share, but I thought it very necessary because it speaks, I think, very accurately to this energy that we're dealing with Neptune this week in Pisces, and it being a, a it being difficult to grasp, and it, it really just and and it spoke to it in the in the passage in this sense that. Pisces or Neptune has this tendency to encompass everything that came before it. So especially now that we're here talking about Pisces, the last sign, Pisces is like the baby of the Zodiac. We started out with Mars, who is like, you know, the older brother or sister to everybody who was brave enough to, you know, go out and and be the the initiator. And then here's Pisces, who's the baby at the end of the line, who – has basically taken on the attributes, if you will, of everything, every energy that's come before it. So Pisces naturally is this very interesting, very um, sort of mystical archetype to understand. And I just I wanted to make sure that we were that we spoke to that today and were very clear about that. So. Let's talk a bit about, you know, some of the basic characteristics and associations with Pisces. Pisces is a water sign. It's mutable. Um, I spoke to the, I said it before. It's a, it deals or it's at home in the 12th house. Um, and Pisces being ruled by Neptune, Neptune being associated with the formless abyss. And that immediately got me to thinking about this concept of no sameness. Um, from the Kabbalistic perspective, um, it is associated with the letter Kof, 
um, and um, also associated with uh, the stomach in the Hebrew tradition. Um, Kof, I thought that was real interesting because it, it being the 19th letter in the Hebrew alphabet, um, you can we can tie all of this even back to, like, the tarot, right? And so then that would be associated with um, uh, the 19th path or the the 19th path, right? And so I'm, I'm looking at this and thinking about, okay, that got me thinking, you know, okay, well, what's the – so, excuse me, let me back up just a little bit. So the 19th path being a reference to the Kabbalah tree of life, and so we've been we've been talking about Kabbalah a lot throughout this series because we're always bringing up the the Kabbalistic aspects of the zodiac signs, what letter they're associated with, and the archetypes within that. So last week I began to speak a little bit to this concept of like how horoscopes are actually done. Right? We've got our own natal charts which don't change. So here's one map. And then basically you place another map on top of that to begin gaining some understanding about really just possibilities. All of these constellations and all of these planets, they're, they're archetypes or different possibilities. When you begin mixing and matching them together in different ways, different combinations, these are all possibilities because by now we should also understand that human action our choices, the decisions we make, how we live our lives. We t I talked about it a little bit in the excerpt, right? Neptune and, and Pisces, um, an important aspect here being um, integrity. So how we move in this lifetime is the, is the ultimate um, defining point or space or thing to what our experience is going to be like. So all of this stuff is, is ultimately different possibilities that we're talking about. Um, so so uh, cough being um, the 19th path, the, the, that path would connect um, Malkut, which is the 10th the sphere on this tree of life that we're talking about, and Malkut is also specifically associated with our experience here on earth, right? So then that led me into thinking about a conversation that Noble and I had. And, you know, Noble, one of the brilliant things about him is his his ability and audacity to really think about an idea or a concept, especially like shit that's scary, and and that is a quality that I admire in other human beings because I see it in myself also. And so I'm always intrigued by people who can dare to think beyond what we consider to be safe. And, of course, that makes sense, Noble being, you know, this, this Aquarian ambassador, him being, you know, the, the ambassador of rebelliousness. So he can get on here and talk shit about, you know, the Union soldier and say some things, you know, or, or other concepts, God being the devil, you know, and these things that potentially would, would make the average person uncomfortable. But now we're beginning to deal with concepts and ideas that go beyond, you know, we talked about it before, right, Saturn being the last planet that we can actually physically see. Anything beyond that tends to become this, this formless, shapeless, weird 
thing to grasp. So that's that's really interesting and very, very important and integral here at Pisces, Pisces being the last time. So Pisces really represents the last stop, if you will, in what we can conceive as human beings. Oh, excuse me, it's, it's not what we can. I think what we will allow ourselves to conceive as human beings, right? And, and so Pisces is associated with, um, you know, illusion, deception, escapism, self-sabotage. But at the same time, it's also associated with all things metaphysical. Pisces is transcendence, right? So it becomes very, that this is that divine duality that we've been talking about, right? So it's it's this very blurry line in understanding both humanity, our experience as human beings, and having this tendency to be both bad and good. It's, it's dualistic in nature, right? When, when we look at the planet Earth and, and our existence here, Noble, I began speaking to it and I, I, I got off on a tangent, but Noble and I were having a conversation one time about Earth the this planet that we actually live on and he's like yo this place is like made up of all the scum and shit of <laughs> the fucking cosmos and everything around us this we're living in shit and i'm like damn yeah you right and we've spoken to this and that's a very literal literal interpretation and understanding it's the very basic clarity that we need to have about what we're actually dealing with here on earth and i hope i'm not losing y'all because i know i'm kind of like all over the place but y'all got to give me space for that because that's exactly what's going to happen here at pisces um it, it being this this difficult thing to to grasp but if we're willing to step away pisces really asks us to step away from our very intellectual understanding of of the earth, of our surroundings, of our environment, of ourselves, of what we know, for the possibility that, first of all, that shit is not even true. It's an illusion. And then second of all, the the audacity to even fathom the idea that there is something even greater, right? So, so moving beyond these realms that we can't even see, what does that mean um, on a practical sense, right? You know, because we can, we can talk about all of these concepts and ideas, but what does that mean in my everyday practical life? It's, it's talking about this idea that our consciousness, that this thing that makes us greater than our physical boundary called humanity, our, our greater, our higher selves, the possibility that this thing is capable of, <laughs> made up of, and able to do some fantastic shit that we can't even imagine. So and through our thoughts, through our ability, our audacity to imagine, to think, just some off-the-wall crazy stuff that expands our consciousness. 
and I've talked about it before throughout the series, and I think in other places sometimes this stuff blurs in because it's like I'm I'm typing stuff and writing different things and and doing the shows and and. I'm I'm always like I hope I'm not always saying the same thing over and over again but um I I I I tend to speak to you know this idea that we're here to do something we're here to co-create with God and, and because God is limited right here go that crazy talk again God is limited God is the devil this is that crazy talk again so then the question becomes so that lends itself to the question of why we're even here. What is this experience even about? And I began to write to it um in in something that y'all see y'all will see from me in the near future, um I'm working on a book. Um but I began to speak to this idea that we're all here on an assignment and that assignment at the end of it and and dare I even say, I don't even think at the end of it anymore. Throughout the process of this assignment, we are reporting data back to the source, to God, to the universe, whatever you want to call it, that helps to expand human consciousness, individual consciousness, universal consciousness, right? Because we're co-creating with God. This is this is all a system. We make up God as a whole. We make up this system. We're we're not just down here twiddling our thumbs just here cause <laughs> or just here for for the the amusement of God, you know. I'm I'm always amused and intrigued by this idea that I I believed at one point in time, so I'm not gonna pick on nobody. But this idea that comes from religion, certain religions, that you know God is all omnipotent, all all God wrote out the plan for your life. If you fall down and scrape your knee, you know God knew that was gonna happen, and you know God wrote that down. And as a child, when I would be confronted with these types of ideas. I would think to myself, like, and I would ask my mother, I was an inquisitive child, you know, well, if God planned everything that you would do in your life, why does God plan for people to commit suicide? And that was that was one of my biggest ones as a kid. And, and that, when I think about it, right, and back to this Pisces thing, when I, when I think about it, that was that weird quirk, that weird thing that always kind of hung in the back of my head and and left me ultimately unsatiated. And because of that, I wanted to know more, more than just what I was being, you know, spoon-fed by my mother, spoon-fed by my church, the the gnosis, the knowing, right? And and it's funny, I, I wanted to speak a little also to just the experience that I've had throughout this week. And I always talk about how throughout doing this show over the past 14, 15 weeks we've been doing the show now, I'm always having experiences throughout the week that mirror whatever the topic is for the week. Um, and so this week has this week has been a doozy. Like, it, it has been a real, it's been incredible. Um but it's 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 required me to question and really ponder at every turn 
what is it, and, and the same things that I'm always, I'm always talking and asking questions, posing questions on the show. You know, what what do you really believe about yourself? You know, what what do you genuinely, truly subscribe to? Right, and that question being sort of a stem for understanding what it is that we see popping up around us in our experiences, and and it's funny because that's that's popped up for me a very deeply throughout this week as I've been dealing with this particular energy, but but Pisces and and forgive me y'all, I, I know I've been all over the place, and um, but this but this energy, this this area in space. Right, it's it's asking us. We we talked about in um, Sagittarius, you know. Here we were moving on to college, you know, and and college, they they basically tell you when you get there to kind of forget everything that you think you know, right? Because college is it really challenges many of our very deeply held ideas, thoughts, and beliefs around history, around politics, around religion, all of those things. Um, and, and for that, college is this very magical, very explorative, very special place. But it, it, I'm always amazed by how much deeper this thing can get, just when you think you got it, just when you think, like, yeah, I got a pretty good grasp on, like, what's going on down here, what, you know, we need to be generally sort of figuring out. I got a pretty good grasp on that. And this thing will crumble right up under you like you thought you knew. You had no freaking idea. Um, and so here we are now at Pisces, which is going beyond college. We're we going on to the master's program now, y'all. <laughs> and so it, it, I, was, I was watching um, Dr. Strange this week, too, um, and, and I'll get into spaces. I literally just have to submerge myself in study and thought and just – go there <laughs> but um um i was talking about dr strange and the the old one um she was she was damn y'all i <laughs> forgot why i brought up dr strange it's gonna come back to me um oh in dr strange they they the, the same idea or the same quote pops up there forget everything that you think you know so that's what we're being asked to do here again at pisces right yeah we just refed you with all this information you didn't did your college thing and all of this kind of stuff sagittarius through through aquarius you know and now here we are getting ready to graduate and go on to the master's level and so it's a it's a very interesting um way that this thing moves, this consciousness that is simultaneously feeding us and at the same time we are feeding feeding it. I told you I was going to bring it back around. <laughs> we're feeding it, and that's what I'm talking about in this idea that we're collecting data down here to give back to the source. So it's through our experiences down here on Malkut, right, in this toilet bowl of the universe, if you will, 
and I, I, I've spoken to it before, that there's, we come down here with a set of gifts and a set of challenges. The challenges are not designed to punish us or to beat us up or none of that. The challenges are designed so that we can become stronger through the process of solving the riddle. That's what we're here to do. And so we we are feeding this this great mass called the consciousness, this thing that we're studying and exploring every week. These these and and it's made up of these various different archetypes and energies and they move at different speeds and in different ways. And so it's really this this beautiful story that's being told here. Um and yeah, I'm just I'm over here like <laughs> I'm tripping as I'm saying all of this stuff. Um but 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 Pisces is I think Pisces might get a bit of a bad rap um just because it's associated with some negativity. Um we talked about it before in the show the fact that in in the from the Kabbalistic perspective, the three water signs are considered to be the three negative signs. Um, And so Pisces being a water sign, it is one of those signs. The letter in um, the Hebrew letter that it's associated with goes beyond this this line. And and, and, uh, the Hebrew alphabet is such a, a beautiful allegory. I mean, the way that they associate the terms and whatnot in this thing it, it, it's incredible, right? So I'm sitting up, I'm looking at cough, which is the, the letter that's associated with Pisces. And it, what 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 they do in in this tradition that I think is so beautiful is that they, they're very conscious of what letters are used to spell different words, right? Because all of those things have implications to the meaning, the definition of these words, and I think that's so interesting. And so cough um, is associated, or excuse me, cough is used in the spelling of the word um, kadosh, which means holy. It also is used um, um, in association um, typically with, not typically, I'm sorry, with, with some other uh, negative words and connotations in um, the Hebrew tradition, and so because of that, when they're when they're talking about the meaning of these letters, they're considering, you know, what words it spells, and therefore it is associated with. But they're also considering. Um, how the letter is drawn. If it dips below the line, then it's got some negative connotations. If if all of the the characters of the letter are above this particular line, um, then it's considered to be a positive letter. And, and I think that's really fascinating and interesting, and gives so much breadth and 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 depth to this study. Um, uh, and so, so, so Pisces, getting back on track over here, um, being associated with the letter cough, um, cough. In, there's this story I was looking at in the Hebrew tradition um, that talks about uh, cough the monkey, right? And so, cough the monkey is basically a, a representation of uh, mental chatter, if you will, um, and we associate 
mental chatter with the monkey mind in the Western tradition. In the Buddhist tradition, um, the monkey mind is associated with restlessness and, and, and being unsettled. It's indecisive. It's out of control. But at the same time, it's also associated with whimsicalness. So I, I think all of these things speak very clearly and beautifully to what energy we're really dealing with here. It's 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 difficult to understand. There's this association with this negativity, but we gotta remember out of darkness comes light. So that's the real essence, that's the real archetype of Pisces. Pisces being associated with the waters and water being deep, you know, and and that's that's darkness. And so there's this this very um dualistic nature that that Pisces deals with and that's very fitting because when you look at the glyph of Pisces it's two fish swimming in opposing directions um Pisces is also associated in uh, medical astro- astrology with the feet um and I I was thinking about that throughout the week because um matter of fact I was I was driving me and Dolly were in the car and she was asking me why do you get on the freeway now I told you I'd be thinking about this stuff all throughout the week and so as it pops up for me I'm you know it's a Rubik's cube and I'm moving this thing around and associating different things and you know seeing how these different equations come out and so in Responding to her, it gave me my own epiphany around this gate called Pisces right here. And so what I explained to my daughter is that, you know, we get on the freeway so that we can travel. Generally, you get on there to travel longer distances, right? You don't get on the freeway to go to the grocery store or or to go to the corner store. Um, You might get on there to go to the grocery store, but generally it's used to travel longer distances. It's also used to travel faster. And that got me to thinking about, forms and methods of transportation, which is exactly what we're talking about when we're talking about the feet, which is associated with Pisces. It's our own personal form of transportation. What's also heard in there, transformation, transmutation. So that's what we're talking about here, evolving our humanity in a way that not only serves us, but it serves humanity as a whole, this contribution, this data that we're collecting, giving it some form and sense of meaning. Noble, where you at? Man, I'm here. I'm with it, man. I'm with you. I'm here. I'm here. Wow, man, Pisces, um, damn, man, the waters get real deep here. You know, uh, the final sign of the Zodiac, um, to me, I always said this was graduation point. Um, there's so much here to understand if we're going to say this is the last sign of the wheel in this seasonal order as we start with Aries in the spring. Um, this is, to me, the 12th grade. This is, you know, this is, you know, after the 12th grade of high school, you go off to the university, the universe. So, when you get a thorough understanding of these 12 signs, you're supposed to become the 13th illuminated one or Jesus Christ, who is the son, rolling with the 12 disciples in a sense. And to me, you know, this 12, because Pisces is the 12th sign, has been symbolic for that, you know, the infamous 12 inches on a ruler. And I will always say, you know, why did they want us to understand the word ruler so much? And why is the number 12 
the you know the number that's associated with it. Why is the number twelve the biggest number on the wall clock? Why is you again school? We went to elementary school to learn elements, and then high school we get to twelfth grade. And like I just said, we go off to the universe when we finish with understanding the number twelve. And so Pisces is very unique because it deals with what I call transcendental consciousness. Um, we're talking about dreams and we're talking about intuition that is so thorough and, you know, we call it psychic phenomenon. Um, and it's, as we know at the core, it's about receiving information about the earthly reality that you can call intuition, you can call a vision, whatever you want to call it, before it actually materializes as a physical event in your space-time continuum. So this is why I call it the realm of transcendental consciousness, okay? It is Pisces. If you're not a Pisces, that's fine. You can look in your 12th house and see if anything is located in your 12th house because this is the region of space which is really the eastern point of the sky, and 30 degrees to the right of that is the 12th house, this area of space where it looks like the sun rise in the morning, and it, or when the moon come up, it's real big. You'd be like, oh, wow, look at that. It's real big, but as the day progresses and hours progress, it, get, it looks like it's smaller. But when it first come up, it's big. That's the 12th house right there, that area of space. And when you're born with planets in this area of space, because this area of space is technically the Pisces constellation, um, this area of space starts to give you this Piscean influence, such as the psychic phenomenon, right? Very mystical, um, because the key words of Neptune is like music, meditation, dreams, right? And to me, in my opinion, the highest aspect of it does represent the ability to receive information um, you know, without, you know, before it even physically manifests. That's dope to me. That That's really a high calling, you know what I'm saying, to be able to get into that aspect of it. And then on another level, I think that um, your girl Erica Badu is a beautiful personification of what Piscean energy looks like, right? Badu the type that you would think for years she had dreadlocks, but that was a wig the whole damn time, and she was bald-headed. You know, like she's a master of putting on the top hat and playing this magician role, sort of to a degree this trickster role of giving you the illusion. I always said with Badu, um, you know, Badu the type that I have three, four baby daddies in the rap game, you wouldn't dare call her a hoe. Why? Because her image that she represents, whether it's onx or whether it's conscious, you know, whatever, niggas got their hands up like, ooh, do me next. Give me a baby. I'll, I'll be your Andre 3000. I'll be your J-Lex. Turn me out, please. Niggas is in line to get flipped. You know what I'm saying? And it's just it's funny to watch. You know what I'm saying? Um, very interesting with her. Um, but the Piscean energy is one of the very, very high calling. I call Pisces the Gemini water sign. Um, it is a known fact that Pisces and Gemini, for some reason to me, and my observation of seeing this, is the absolute strangest relationship to try to mesh. And it's real simple when you understand the glyphs, because Pisces is a fish going upstream, 
more the positive, upbeat one. And then there's another duality within their consciousness of fish that's going downstream that's with the bullshit, that's with the negative aspect of Pisces is deceit, lies, drugs, confusion. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it gets real nasty, the trickster, for real, for real. Um, and Gemini is the twins. So that's four people, Cain and Abel and these two fishes. <laughs> so that's four personalities within two people. You wonder why that relationship, you know, goes through what it goes through. So Pisces is low-key, The to me, I always said they're the Gemini of the water signs and whatnot. Um, but, you know, even if you don't have energy in the 12th house, you don't have anything in Pisces. Everybody has Neptune somewhere, Neptune being one of those things that we call a generational planet. On average, that can take about 14 years to go through a zodiac sign. Um, a lot of people were born within a 14-year time period of each other with Neptune in the same constellation. Facts, right? So, you know, I'm part of that generation that got Neptune in Sagittarius. Um, and I think this is a low-key exalted placement because um, Neptune deals with spirituality, and Sagittarius deal with philosophy and religion, so these two can easily go hand in hand. You see what I'm saying? Um, it's a very strong placement here. But here's the key. I'll give you all some nuggets on this thing with the 12th house. Um, the 12th house, if you have planets in them, because this is an area space that denotes secret enemies, facts, okay, secret enemies, Um and then Neptune, in case you don't have anything in the 12th house, Neptune's position in your chart, the relationship that it has with other planets, um, we call these aspects. So if you went to astro.com, created a free account real fast, and you just look at the lines that's coming from Neptune, whether they be blue, red, or dotted green ones, the dotted green and the dotted black are called minor aspects. The red and blue are considered the major players, the major lines of communication from one planet to another planet. That's why I kind of get down with the Greek mythology and how they personify these planets as gods because it's kind of like, because they have energy, so it's easy to understand it better in a, uh, a story format for your psyche to understand that, you know, Neptune is the god Poseidon of the seas and he's having this conversation with, you know, um, Venus. Like in my chart, I got Neptune trying Venus. And it's having this wonderful conversation with Venus, who is Aphrodite, the, the Venetian goddess, you know, um, in the mythos. And Neptune deals with the imagination. That's all Neptune, right? The imagination. And Venus dealing with this beauty. So it's easy for me to, you know, imagine beauty or deal with these two particular principles and whatnot, uh, shit, even working with beautiful people, you know, because Venus is beauty and Neptune is is, is, is is an aspect of spirit. So when I do spirit work, I, I, I like to be in the company of beautiful people, kind of like them, you know. Uh, I don't know, Hugh Hefner or some shit, I don't know. You know, I, I got my little thing going and whatnot. But my point in showing you this is um, when you look at the position of Neptune in your chart and you start to understand these lines that's coming to it, 
This is a very high thing, very high calling because this energy, see, energy is only going to manifest itself in two two forms. You know it as positive or negative. So, therefore, positive is, okay, let's get into the high qualities. It's mystical. It's, 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 it's music. It's uh, meditation. It's being on some type of spiritual path. It's understanding, you know, the imagination. It's understanding these, what I call divine inspiration. Everybody has it. Everybody has this gift, right? So it's divine inspiration. That's what this is. Um, and then, again, the red lines will say, okay, well, hey, guess what? You can have some particular challenges um, that's going to activate it. And so it's very dope because, you know, instantly when you start to know thyself and know this information, for an example, I know if I'm, I'm born with um, Neptune and Sagittarius, so off rip, if you're what we call one of the mutable signs, if you're Gemini, then you may be in opposition to my Neptune. And I got to kind of watch that because Neptune represents deception. So therefore, either A, I can deceive you, or B, you can deceive me. There's an element of deception there that I may can't see clearly, right? Um, and if you square me, such as Virgo, squares Sagittarius and whatnot, and um, Pisces is in, you know, Pisces um, squares Sagittarius as well. So if I meet Pisces and I meet the Virgo, then I know them too is to a degree they're at odds with the position of my planet Neptune. And I can kind of either fantasize about this person or what I mean by fantasize, I, can, I can't, I may not necessarily see the truth because Neptune has an energy where, you know, you see the potential in the person, and but but you disregard the hardcore reality. Thus, you set yourself up for another key word for Neptune is called illusion or disillusionment. Okay, because Neptune is about fantasy. It's the ecstasy part of your consciousness because it rules drugs. So since it like fantasy, it is literally the old school drug called ecstasy. Literally, that's Neptune. All right. And so you can't necessarily see these people clearly. Now, that's the only negative aspect, because remember, energy, which is people as well, will manifest themselves in one or two forms. Very rarely are they really neutral. They're either going to um, what we call be a crest for you, meaning they're going to push you up in life, or they're going to be a trough, and they're going to take away from you and bring out what we call the negative qualities that are within you. Rather somebody steal from you, you ain't do nothing wrong, but then when you find out about it, you know what I'm saying, it surely ain't going to make you feel good for the most part, right? So they bring up these negative emotions within ourselves. But the high side is, because you don't want to run from it, and, I, you know, I've been blessed, man, um, because I say it again, I'm born with Neptune and Sagittarius, so opposite Sag is Gemini. I got to kind of be leery of Gemini, right? And then it just so happens Gemini, the way my chart is set up, is in my 12th house. So Gemini is in my 12th house and it's in opposition to Neptune. So you got to kind of look at it like Neptune is like, wait a minute, Gemini, why are you over there in my house? Why I ain't at home? I'm over here in Sagittarius doing some shopping and you want to be all creeping up in my house. I don't appreciate that. That's what the opposition is, right? So, Gemini for me is a particular test, but what I say the blessing is because you got to deal with energy. Jew is a Gemini, right? And this is a guy that 
it's been noted. I've, I've, I've been told you talk to Jew about ten times a day. I'm like, damn, it be that much? Like, nigga, you talk to that nigga about ten times a day. I'm not mistaken. I, I'm counting. You talk to him ten times a day, right? Say, like, okay, probably so, right? And so everybody knows our, our, how our relationship is. Very positive, very up, right? But my point is these people can bring about the highest quality of that principle. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And that's what you want to get to. Get to When you start to know yourself, when you start to embark on this journey, based off people just knowing a sun sign, you knowing yourself off top, you know what I mean? Nikki a cancer. All right, she may a cancer. Okay, she's sitting in my first house. Cool. You know what I mean? Coley Cole is Scorpio. All right, she over here. It, it was more into my fifth. All right, I, I just know where everybody is naturally going to sit. You see what I'm saying? And it tells me the angle in which they're going to fuel me, you see. Although the topic may be astrology or the imagination and spiritual things, I know exactly how they're fueling me in the area of life that I need to really direct this energy into. And so, you know, Neptune, again, Pisces, the 12th house, what we're talking about is absolutely the final dimension of consciousness. It is absolutely the sign of self-realization. Because remember, this is the sign of meditation. This is the sign of escapism, meaning um, there's a part of Pisces that's like, you know, the place is Jesus Christ thing, I'll save the world. And I made a statement on one of the shows, I think y'all asked me about, uh, what signs show unconditional love, something along that line. I said Aquarius and Pisces without a shadow of a doubt, um, because Pisces has this element where they're willing to physically sacrifice themselves so you can go and get along and do what you got to do. Um, and But then also there's a part of that psyche that's really addictive to a degree where mm-hmm. they have played the victim role to, you know, to that's a negative aspect of it, to, to get whatever it is that they desire as well. Um, earlier I made a comment on, you know, to double back on this whole um, spirituality and money type of thing and escapism, right? If you understand the planet Venus, um, I think in show number two when Jew came on, he was talking about how the planet Venus in, in today's term rules Taurus and Taurus is money. Well, remember I said each planet in the solar system has a zodiac sign that they say, yo, this is my house. This is my home. I rule this. And then they also got a vacation house, a vacation sign that they say, when I leave, I like to go over here. And with Venus, it's like when I leave Taurus and my money or Libra and my relationships, because Venus does rule two signs, Venus and Libra, I mean um, Taurus and Libra, Venus says, I love to go over here in Pisces. I love it over here. Pisces is Venus, is Venus um, diggity. So if Venus represents an aspect of material wealth, um, prosperity, right, um, and then Pisces is all about the spiritual things, then to me this is the perfect personification of the Hindu goddess Lakshmi. Right, and uh, I remember my man's I fear cracked that cold when Rick Ross and them had that song that was like my chick bad looking like a bag of money, 
And he's like, nigga, that's Lakshmi, because Lakshmi is the one who brings, you know, she's the personification of divine, feminine, wealthy energy. She's pouring out that bag of gold coins on you, right? And so I'm like, yo, you're absolutely right. So Venus and the money is absolutely exalted in the realm of spirituality. But the thing is, I made an MP3 to the members to, uh, today. If you're in the Toil Love Fund, if you're in the Quantum Imaging membership, if you was part of the Gratitude to Success Club, if you're in the very first membership, the Star Network, they all got this MP3 this morning that I did talking about you know, what we need to do and purposely challenging ourselves to increase our finances. Because it's a fact when you're dealing with Pisces, Venus is at home here. In fact, in ancient astrology, when they didn't even know about Neptune, they gave Venus the traditional rulership over Pisces because they didn't have no knowledge of Neptune. Okay? Facts. So spirituality and money are really supposed to go hand in hand, and that's the beautiful thing about the West. Right, I was talking to Jew, and he's gonna have to release something about the planet Venus, um, a meditation technique activation. More is more of the term, really, a technique for you to be able to ride this cosmic wave of Venus in the sky. Because you know we just approached a, a Venus retrograde, and Venus is going direct now. Um, simply meaning Venus has now passed in between the Earth and the Sun, and its energy is. Um, really wide open, you kind of view it as if, you know, again, like look at the sun outside in the sky or imagine the sun in the sky and the planet Venus is really right in between us, moving a little bit more to, from our viewpoint to the right side of the sun. So it's like this, this wind tunnel that's being created. So you start to feel these ripple cosmic rays of light, waves and invisible coming to the planet Earth because I always say like it's kind of like, you know, that famous commercial where the truck or the fast cars going past the person sitting down and it knocks their hat off. The physical car didn't touch the person. It was the momentum and the energy of the passing body, and that's what's happening in the cosmos and why you have these strange effects called, oh, my computer is malfunctioning in the Mercury retrograde, or, you know, these weird things start to happen. So when the energy appears to go direct, it's still a wild open portal. So be on the lookout. I know Drew is on the line here get into that, what that technique is going to be and when it would be available. But we're taught in society, as I put in this MP3, that when we deal with spirituality, Pisces, Neptune, we have to put on the dashiki and we have to divorce ourselves from our cultural expression. I cannot be hood and dare call myself an urban guru. It's impossible. I, I can't be spiritual and listen to T.I. and trap money. But knowing good and well when you lead a church on Sunday, you bumping. Knowing good and well you just lit a blunt when you left because you're probably too scared to go to church high. But when you leave, you lighten up as if your God don't know that that's what you're doing, right? You play these little mental games with each other. Thus tricking ourselves, which is really the whole Neptunian Piscean thing, this delusional concept that we have. But my point is, you know, over here in the West, it is imperative, and Yogananda said it, and the masters of India said it when they knew yoga had started to come over into, as a science, yoga started to come over here into the um, United States of America, that the West is responsible in the world to a degree because the East got the spiritual, philosophical game on lock. 
whether it's, you know, what we call Africa, whether we call, you know, all Eastern mysticism, period, from India down to the Chinese to, to, to Taoism, that whole, everything across the Atlantic Ocean, they got spirituality on lock diggity. But they may be or just their whole thing wasn't material wealth, whereas the West, the Western Hemisphere, primarily the United States of America, got the money game and prosperity on lock diggity. Like, we, we go to strip clubs and throw money away, make it rain, baby, rain, jiggle, jiggle. Like, we give it away. Like, we love luxury over here, but we don't have absolutely no spiritual nada under our belt. We believe that these – we believe that a damn man was in the belly of a whale as if it was a real story, and the snake was physically having a conversation with Adam and Eve. We take these things on face value, but to a degree, we really don't. I mean, this is why a lot of people, especially in the newer generations, don't rock with the church like that because mentally they know that don't make sense. Consciously, logically, it does not make sense. We know the book is a parable, and we have to figure it out. So with the advent of real the imagination guru and these quantum scriptures, and you know, I come in from the angle of you know showing you how it's talking about the celestial aspect as well. And that until we get into more of the loftier understanding and the correct interpretations, you know what I mean? Then you know we we kind of be lost. But the goal here is to marry this the physical wealth Venus, right, to the spiritual wealth. Pisces. Mm. That that's our job here, and and this is the seal of the will. Now listen, you can Google image map the Federal Reserve banks, where the United States says, listen, we got to set up a banking system so we can move this money. And for some reason, they too said, okay, fine, we'll have twelve of them, and we'll call it Bank A is New York, Bank B may be Boston, Bank C is you know Atlanta. Chicago, San Francisco, St. Louis, it's these 12 districts that's mirroring the 12 heavenly signs of the Zodiac. Facts. And again, your job is as a participator, as an observer, as a conscious creator, is to be the Christ figure that says, okay, I know how this works, but let me give you the law. Let me show you how the law of the light, the law of consciousness, the Father is talking about consciousness yourself, how it works here for you. You see what I'm saying? Not to be a slave upon it, not for you to, you know, you can't do this and this, this is here per se. It's not that. And this is why, you know, I don't really get into these kind of dialogues with astrology because, you know, the way it's been taught for so many years, I have to undo a certain perception of it first. Um, before I really like to get into my spill of it and how to properly navigate it. But here's the thing. I, you know, I say this, man. We know how to properly navigate it for sure because, you know, I put on Facebook today, there's going to be in, in on uh, April the 26th, y'all can mark your calendar for this. It's going to be a free conference call. I'm going to send it out via email, so make sure you're on a mailing list. You can go to myastrologycoach.com and drop your email off over there. You can go to theimaginationguru.com as well. Drop your email off over there as well. Um, but it's, 
on April 26th, we're going to have a, um, a new moon. The sun and moon are going to be together in Taurus. And this is interesting because this is going to be the money moon because Taurus is the sign of money. And remember I said each planet has a vacation home? Well, the moon's vacation home, when she's not in Cancer, she likes to go back one house and goes over there to Taurus with that money, and she likes to be over there, okay? So <clears throat> this is a once-a-year phenomenon when the sun and moon are perfectly in alignment in this particular constellation. So you're going to see a lot of people talk about it, theory. You're going to see a lot of people talk about it in philosophical terms. But how do you marry it? How do you draw energy in and make a conversion of energy called a practical application where you can absolutely see physical evidence, physical benefits in your life? With $4 million in testimonials, we show you how to do this. So you want to be on that call. Mark your calendars and join the email list for April the 26th because, again, I'm going back to this Piscean thing, you are here to have spiritual and physical wealth. And oftentimes when we get into this thing, it's like, again, because Pisces deals with escapism, it's not okay for me to have a lot of money and be the pastor of the church. Oh, look at look at T.D. Jakes. He got an airplane and he got, man, he's pimping those people. He a pimp. Right, we 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 start we start. It just has to be something wrong with people who got financial wealth. Period, because the rich are greedy. We're taught, right? And then, how dare you be spiritual and have material wealth? Because the love of money is the root of all evil. So you're taught, and you got that misconstrued because that's in the book. You see what I'm saying? So we have to um, come into a full understanding. Uh, with this particular energy, this last gateway is because it is the sum total of everything, everything. It stops here. The will is sealed right here, finito, finished. It's like God created this thing. Here's a circle to make it complete. Here you go. Figure it out. Have fun. Get to the 12th grade. Get beyond that, and then come back and holler at me in a sense, <laughs> right? That's how, that's, no, that's, how, that's exactly how it is. Man, so, you know, it's real simple, though, y'all. It's it's real simple. It's real simple. I remember Drew told me, he said, man, the only crime, the only wrong is when you take the freedom away from somebody, when you take the ability, when you take the choice away from somebody, their ability to make a decision, that's the only wrong in the world. I said, well, damn, Wow. So I'm saying that to say that engage in all of that which you desire. And guess what, man? I don't care if it's weird because if you have two or more that agree to participate in your weird kinkiness, may you have fun in your weird kinkiness. Go ahead. Go, go for it. But what I'm really getting at here is there's a way that you can have everything that you desire, and there's a way for you to be able to link up with like minds who 
can come up with something, and you know where I'm going with this, the Prosperity Investment Group, where that which you desire, that vehicle that we create can finance that which you desire. What's, what's messing with that? Because I'm going to tell you something. Go to YouTube, and this is a PDF if you like the book version. That's free. But go to YouTube and start listening to The Science of Getting Rich, literally. And he makes a, a profound statement in there that talks about God wants you to experience what it's like to be financially abundant in everything that you do. Like, even if you're not, you know, on the finance, you just want to be abundant, Dr. Sabi, green powder, green drink person, chlorophyll-looking incredible hawk, fine. Be the best incredible hawk that you can be. Express that. God wants you to be the best in every area that you desire because that intelligence, and here's a, here's a doozy, needs you for that expression. It needs you to fa- facilitate that. Absolutely, it does. If God was selfish and, 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 and truly knew what it was like to have these things, then it would have those things for himself. But and it's not that this intelligence don't know what it is. It's just this intelligence is so abundant that it chooses to know what it is through you as an expression of that intelligence. Because you are that intelligence. So, therefore, it goes back to what I just said. God wants to know what it feels like. So you have to become it. Don't get caught up into the Piscean aspect where it's I have to, because Pisces is a nun. I'll denounce everything and I'll become a monk. And I'll go into the world of solitude, right, and I'll go chant mantras for the rest of my life. And I get that too. That's okay because that may be your calling, and I'm not knocking that. But I'm going to tell you something. To Over here in the Western Hemisphere, if you're going to engage in family, if you're going to engage in commerce, I'm going to tell you something. You, you, that means you're going to have to balance some things called, let's just call it your physical life slash your spiritual practices, okay? you got to balance those two if you can't go 100% on a mountaintop type of thing. Last but not least, the Piscean thing, because it does represent seclusion, the Piscean part of your consciousness is the part of you that likes to go on vacation. And where do you like to go on vacation? You like to go to the Bahamas where the sands is white and the water is blue. That's what you like to do. That's the Piscean effect of the oceans, the water. You like that, okay? So it's the part of you that says, you know what, I do need to step away from my regular, you know, routine and go seek spiritual solace with my creator, my infinite being, and get a higher connection. It's the part of us that goes to these trips on equinox and solstice and go to the mountaintops and we have meditations. It's a weekend of recharging. So it is a part of you that likes to go to the spa and get rejuvenated, okay? Excuse me. Engage that energy more often because that's, that's what that is. And you do not have to divorce yourself from culture. I can't stress that enough. 
because I, I battled with that one for years, and I'd be kicking myself in the behind. Like, yo, I accepted that. Be humble, brother. <laughs> yeah, like, that, I'm pissed. I ain't going to lie, but I'm pissed about that because I'm like, I allowed myself to believe it. That's why I'm pissed. Like, wait a minute. I, I fell for that. I believed that. And this whole the money's being called back, so don't even try to go for it because it's fake. It's called fiat. And, and I fell for all that stuff, man. Listen. Which made me suppress some authentic desires that, that, that I had. Authentic. I didn't want to be the ruler of the world and rule with an iron fist, but damn it, it was nothing wrong with having the finances to say, you know what, even if we don't have insurance or braces, I'm going to pay for it out of my pocket because I can. How about that? And y'all know what I'm talking about here. I know y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. So we're not here to become the next India and, and just meditate all damn day and stand on our heads upside down doing these yoga poses. We're not here for that. <laughs> no, we're not, man. I got to keep We are not here for that. We're here to integrate both principles to the both extreme to have balance and abundance in both of these. And I'm going to tell you something. The Imagination Guru and what we have to offer on the spiritual Neptunian, Imagination of Neptune, on that side of the ledger is phenomenally abundant. And like I said in that MP3 that went out to all members today, if you're a member and you listening and didn't get it, check your email and listen, because this is a call, a final call. Coley told us that, it sounded like he was doing the final call at a bar. Listen. We have $4 million in testimonials. We keep saying Nikki. Nikki is on the line because Nikki is bright, super-duper bright. And when I seen her manifest exactly $10,000, I said, no, uh-uh, I'm rolling with this one. I'm cuffing this one up because she understands something. That was a hell of a goal to acquire that, quote-unquote, did not require her to physically work overtime at her job and seek a promotion to get it. It mm-hmm. came by the way of an unexpected gift. So the spiritual principles of what we're talking about is there. So we have $4 million in testimonials, and we're just doing the spiritual aspect. Please tell me what is going to happen when you take these same principles, and now we're all centered in on the same physical vehicle whose purpose is to generate more income. What's going to happen? We're going to come more abundant physically versus this random, mysterious, because Neptune is mysterious. It's a gas. It's foggy. You can't see it. You ever try to grab a cloud or grab fog, it dissipates, mm-hmm. right? That's Neptune. So to a degree, our manifestations through the imagination and gratitude through the law of attraction, it's, it comes in mysterious ways. Oh, I found money on the day while I was jogging. Oh, all of a sudden I'm a part of a class action lawsuit and a check disappeared in the mail. It's these all this mysterious, mystical ways that it appears. But there's a way that you can ground that into a physical vehicle. So my last thing to y'all in this show is, because remember, Pisces, Neptune. Neptune is the higher octave of Venus. So we're talking about wealth when we get over here. Go to the prosperityinvestmentgroup.com. Drop your email off, theprosperityinvestmentgroup.com. Drop your email off at the bottom. Go to your email, go to your spam, and confirm that you subscribe so you can stay in the loop of what the final dimension is. The final dimension is what I just said, Venus and Pisces, 
right? And what a coincidence that we're on this show and Venus retrograde, Venus is in Pisces right now, is it not? It's in there right now. She's there right now in her what we call exalted home. And this is why when we go to questions and answer, I bring Minister Ju on. He's going to talk about a phenomenal technique that he has. Venus is 26 degrees Pisces right now. And, I, and this, this is funny to me because I like looking at divine synchronicity. And I talked about Erica Badu earlier, who's born on February the 26th. And then Venus in Pisces is at 26 degrees right now. And it's not like we purposely plan this show to say, hey, Nikki, let's launch this show right now because by the time we get to show 12, Venus is going to be at 26 degrees, and I'm going to talk about Erica Badu, who was born on the 26th. And then it, it just don't happen that way, although it can. But my point is, man, listen, get with, and I got to say it, get with the winning team because we're winning clearly. There's a formula and a bubble of prosperity and success understanding these spiritual principles and how to make them physical. All right? So with that, I rest my case, Nick. Awesome. Solace. Um, I just want to finish up with some final notes and a story that kind of pertains to that, kind of tie up um, where I started, and then we can move on to questions. Um, I was, I was, I was looking. I love what you said, Noble, about marrying this, physical financial wealth with our spiritual wealth. And I found myself listening to a brother speak earlier in the week, and basically what he was speaking to is this idea um, that, we, you know, we have a tendency to work backwards down here. We have this idea and this, this very false perception that once we get our money straight, once we get our physical stuff in straight, you know, then everything else, the, the spiritual stuff, everything else will fall in line. You know, the, the experiences, the, the reflections in our environment, all of that stuff will come into line. And that's actually a really backwards way of thinking. It's actually the reverse. You know, getting our spiritual stuff in line is actually what's going to influence the physical stuff getting in line. And so I thought that was a, a really interesting discussion to have here at Pisces, and, and Noble spoke to it very well. There's this tendency, especially in the conscious community, and I think Pisces deals with this very energy, you know, this tendency that, you know, in order to become conscious, in order to become enlightened, you have to look a certain way, that, you know, you can't be you can't be the urban guru. That doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? That's an oxymoron. And so Pisces being this, this weird energy that really kind of deals with both, right, because the Pisces energy represents not only the religious zealots, but it also represents the Christ energy, which is this very antithesis to the religious zealots when you really look at that energy, right? Because the Christ energy was aware that ye are all guys and children of the Most High. So I'm not depending on you and your um, you and your concepts and, and, and your way of doing things. I understand that I am my father's child. And so it, it's, it's a really interesting energy here. Because, and, of course, Pisces would deal with this, you know, because as we said before, 
Pisces deals also with this energy of escapism and illusion. And I thought that was very fitting. And what I tied it back to was, um, and I think I, I spoke to it in an earlier show, but this archetype or the energy of the poor righteous teacher. So this, you know, we, we, we get, Noble said, you know, I'm pissed off about that. You know, I, I suppress some needs and some desires because I really bought into this idea that I had to divorce myself from the money. I had to divorce myself from my physical aspect as a human being in order to be conscious, in order to be enlightened. And so it's, it's really interesting because Pisces is like this sort of teeter-totter in between the two. Um, and, and I think that that's really interesting. What it, what it, what I was tying it back to for myself was actually an experience that I had during the week. Well, last week um, a gentleman emailed me after having listened to last week's show and some other shows as well, and his question really kind of had me stumped. And so much to a point, I, I, I was on the the Imagination Gurus call on Sunday. And I began to hear it spoken to just a little bit, and and that led me like I, I because I was so stumped on the question, it, it really just had me thinking. So I'm, I'm as you know, Jew, I'm like Jew, well, you know, tell, talk to me about that. And and Noble began to speak to it as well. But the question being, um, and, and Noble, you you began speaking to this a little bit too. So I knew I had to bring it up again. As human beings, right, we know that we do things to sin intentionally, right? And and I want to tie it to this Piscean energy because whenever I think about Pisces, if you've ever been, like, really closely involved with a Pisces and, like, lived with one and how they kind of operate – there's this incredible compassion about them, right? And Noble Noble started speaking to it a little bit as well. There's this incredible compassion about them. The negative or flip side of that compassion can be a tendency to to fall into this very victim sort of mentality. So whenever I think about Pisces, I imagine them as the Christ kind of like dragging they cross because they're these, they're these very funny characters who have these great, big, compassionate hearts for humanity. But on the flip side, they can be addicted to that, and then it becomes a weapon ultimately that they form against themselves. And, it, it, and you can it, – it, it's, it's interesting to watch sort of this, this need to play out that victimness. And so I, I thought that was a very fitting um, to really look at that here in Pisces. But um, the question that I got during the week was, we know that humans sin. We intentionally sin. We intentionally do things to take away other people's choices in in their experiences, right? So, So basically your brother was asking me, a lot of this information seems to suppose that we're trying to um, reimagine, we're trying to heal, we're trying to circumvent some form of, you know, 
victimness energy or or a circumstance or an experience that somebody else did to us but can this information be applied for the individual who has been the victimizer right so essentially when you really think about that question is is like can a person who's killed somebody right out of anger out of emotionalism out of greed out of some negative nasty space and by that i'm implying this idea that you didn't kill somebody out of self-defense right can this light still work will it still work in your favor right and so originally when i got the question i kind of was like you know in an automatic mode like of course right because i because i write for this information right and so I'm like, yeah, well, duh, of course, you know, because blah, blah, blah. But the more I began to think about it, that, that question really sat me down and humbled me for a minute because I'm like, I, I had never even had the audacity to think about it from that perspective. A lot of times when we're talking about this information, we're talking about, you know, you can heal yourself from childhood rape you can heal yourself from um somebody stealing money from you you can correct losing your wallet you can you know but can you correct the dirty nasty ugly things that all human beings in some way are guilty of right maybe i mean we we're not all guilty of having you know done, you know murdered somebody or done something like that but it, it it just led me on this path of really really just daring to dig into that concept or that question what it ended up leading me to was i i, I was looking at earlier in the week um the the 42 uh negative confessions right dealing with um um this 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 mythos around um osiris and 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 him have you know him him being killed and his body parts scattered around and da 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 this whole story right and so the forty two negative confessions are things like i have not sinned i have not lied i have not uh seduced someone's wife i have not um Cursed. I have not closed my ears to truth. I have not committed adultery. I have not made anyone cry. And when you look at this list, these are things that we are all guilty of as human beings. Of course you've made somebody cry before, right? Uh, you know, we're all guilty of these various different sins. So what's the point in admitting these negative confessions? And it's it's an understanding of the divorce between it's the divorce between your egoistic inclinations your your animal nature as a human being which we've all been told time and time again that we are innately imbued with right so again the question is why are we down here what what is the purpose of this whole thing? If we understand that we innately, you know, if, if we want to take it to the religious aspect, we are innately sinful as human beings. Are we just down here for God to play some weird 
messed up game with us? Why? What is the purpose? Now we are talking about the the practical understanding of what the hell are you supposed to be figuring out down here? <laughs> Ultimately, we all understand that we're trying to figure something out. Do we dare to believe that there is something greater than the assignment to just work and pay bills and die? Do we, can we accept, can we understand, can we fathom the idea that the human experience is about elevating beyond this toilet bowl. Is that possible? Or is just living in the toilet bowl, living at the mercy of these, these, these planetary influences, is that just our fate and our lot in life? And so as I, I really began to think about this question, and I'm like, of course there's a reason why this question is coming up at this time, right? Noble just got done pointing out, you know, here we are, uh, you know, Venus is in Pisces, and Erica Badu being born on the 26th. We didn't, we didn't do this intentionally. We did two extra shows and had a break, and one, at least one of those extra shows was not intentionally we didn't plan it that way. So, so you know, we talk about this idea of, of coincidence. And if you've been following along, you understand there is no such thing. So our existence here on this planet is not a coincidence. Au contraire, it is an experiment. The question is, can you get to your victory? Can you transcend, right? Or do you fall into the negative aspect of of Pisces that wants to be, you know, this 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 figure dragging its cross, burdened by the 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 existence its being as a human? Do you choose to be burdened by that and just say to you, and just throw your hands up and say, "Oh well, you know, it's nothing I can do to it, do about it." Oh well, right? And and I had been thinking to myself as Noble was talking, just tying this thing back to this conversation about the monkey mind, right? We're talking about this right now here in Pisces. Why does Pisces represent both the illusion, the deception, the self sabotage, as well as it represents the transcendence? Well, he here's the key right here. The key is the feet. Pisces represents the feet. The feet are the thing that will liberate you. This is your transportation out of this damn toilet bowl we in. Your transcendence, transcendental thought, the ability, the audacity to perceive something greater than this. Right? And so here comes here comes the delusion. The delusion can show up in the form of the monkey mind telling you, no, you can't, no, I can't, we can't stay focused on this task. You're trying to visualize for 30 days straight. No, put that down. We need to go do this. It got all, all different kinds of ideas about what it wants to do. It's unsettled. It's unfocused. But can we dare to believe that if we can just get that thing in control, it seems so simple. That's the funny thing about it. I, I've been reading for weeks just looking at 
the various phenomenon that comes about and people's individ- and people's responses to different aspects of this metaphysics and doing different aspects of this work. And it, 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 it reveals itself, it shows up in a way, and the work is done in a way that is so elusive to our analytical, intellectually obsessed monkey brains that want to believe that everything is defined by our boundaries, i.e. our humanity, what we can see, taste, touch, and feel. But the transcendental thought is, the, is, is what is beyond that. And a lot of us, we, we, and, and, and I think that whole experience, the gentleman asking me the question that he did, because I'm telling y'all, like, it had, it had my, it had me, I had to sit down for a couple of days and really dig into that concept. It was, it was kicking my butt because I was, I was feeling it in an, in an, from an emotional perspective. I was really, that, that question really just hit me. And I'm, and I, I'm wondering like, well, why, why is the why, why am I so bothered by this question? And what, what occurred to me was, having an audacity to even question that, right? And if, 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 if it's a question that one person has, then you best believe it's a question that another person has. And so our ability to delve into these concepts, our ability to delve into these ideas, our ability to just dare to think and ponder about these things, these are the contributions, the spiritual contributions that we make to ourselves and to humanity. So there, what, what, I, what I really pondered this week was there are, there are most people are suffering and struggling because they are, we, we are aware of our own sin. We are aware of the things that we have done secretly that we won't tell anybody else that we've done. And that's the secret thing that's that's holding us back from getting to this new life that we want, right? Noble Noble and Jew talk about it all the time and, and with especially with this positron path technique, right? And so I talked about Pisces being this energetic sort of catch all for everything that's already come about before it. Right? So in, 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 in Scorpio, we dealt with sexual stuff and sexual secrets. And, you know, in, in Taurus, we dealt with the thing, not just money, but the things that we value. Right? There are all these different topics and area of space that each of us deals with and interacts with in different ways. And some of us got challenges in these areas of space, and some of us have gifts. Excuse, and that's the thing that I want to speak to as well. I want to begin to change my own language around that concept of challenge because challenges are actually gifts. When we understand the the human goal here down on the planet, right? From the Kabbalistic perspective, they talk about this idea that God is more impressed with a person who has a greater tikkun to overcome than a person who has a smaller tikkun. So the shit that comes to you easily and, you know, the, 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 
the automatic, the gifts that we can see that are automatically apparent, creation, God, the universe is not impressed with that. You get more brownie points for solving the riddles, for overcoming the hurdles and the challenges. So we have to come to, it's, it's actually a very mature understanding that there's this very interesting, complicated at times, dualistic nature about, within, and of humanity, right? 1 Corinthians 15.36, it says, Thou fool, that which thou sowest is not quickened except it die. And it's a trick, that, that quote, that scripture popped up for me during the week as I'm pondering this question. I'm like, well, what's the association here? The innate understanding of life and death here on this physical existence, this planet called Earth. Death is innate within life. Light itself comes out of darkness. Do do we not understand? So so what I'm speaking to is basically what I'm saying is yes, that we all have a, a quality, a history of a tango, a dance that we all have to dance with our own challenges, with our own sin. So fucking what? That that's exactly what I'm saying. A lot of us get trapped right there, and we think that we cannot move on, and that is the thing that keeps us on this side of the of the veil. That is the thing that, that allows the illusion to trap us. That is the trap right there. The truth is we, we've all disappointed ourselves. We've all disappointed someone else in some sort of way. The very quality of humanity says that in order for us to live, something else must die. Whether it's an animal, whether it's a plant, something got to die for you to live. Fact. And, And that was the realization I came to this week was like, yo, like, this thing is literally asking you to release I think I said it earlier in the show, but this is this is the one. I said it in a different show. Pisces is where all fucks must be released. Because it is a very fine and delicate understanding of of, of this reality of humanity. It is both good and bad. And at the same time, it is neither. Pisces, this gate is asking us to release everything we thought we knew. And I know, and it's, I, I know I've said it before, y'all, and I'm telling y'all this thing just deepened and it quickened and it just went, it just got even deeper and I can barely even explain it, y'all, but I'm telling y'all. And, 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 and I know the, the question that will come up for some people is, well, you know, well, then if that's the case, then, you know, you know, we, we want to believe that there is some form, some sense of morality in the world. 
And that and that's the we we talking about this, these we're talking about beyond our visible visible spectrum. And I, t- I think I mentioned it either. In, I mentioned it in Aquarius. It don't matter where I mentioned it. I mentioned it in one of the previous shows. There is a reason that certain information has been hidden. I would advocate should should be hidden for all time and to all people. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I, what I do understand is that, like the the mystery and the fog that Noble talked about, if you try to grasp it, it will dissipate. These lines around rules, around morality, around good and bad, they're, they're that same constitution. They're actually very vague. They're actually very non-distinct and hard to grasp. For the the non aspirants of enlightenment, for you know the the five percenters call it the deaf, dumb, and blind. I spoke to it at the same time. Elijah Muhammad said you have to spoon feed the people. I, I would dare to suggest he passed before he was able to give some very pertinent information. And 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 I've heard Noble speak to it before. Anytime you're in a group religion type setting, you you can only go as far as the group. And so, all of these things speak to boundaries that are innately a part of our humanity. And no, we're not saying that our humanity does not exist. No, we're not saying that this physical world, that I can touch my table right now, I'm not saying that that's not real and it doesn't exist. But what I am saying is that that can exist and be true, and at the same time, something else far more vast, distinct, and even opposing to this particular idea can also be true at the same time. So again, Pisces is asking us to forget what it is that we think we know. It's also asking us to forget to release the things that we think and believe define us. Because unfortunately, oftentimes, those things are very hindering, very limiting. And so if we want to get to the transcendental thought, if we want to get to the transcendental experience, now we're talking about the imagination gurus. Now we're talking about an ability to manifest things from the unseen. And that can be such a difficult idea for us to grasp in this 3D, intellectually obsessed world that we live in. But if we can, if we can tame the monkey mind and, and, and at least quiet it down a little bit, the, the, the mental chatter, right? And, and Noble and I, we, we were speaking about this before, cough, 
being associated with the back of the head, the back of the head, your, your medulla and, and the organs back there are typically associated with the functions in the body that are on automatic, right, the, the, the stuff you don't have to instruct your body to do, you know, your heart beating and breathing and things of that nature. And I'm like, well, damn, what does that have to do with the monkey mind, with the mental chatter? And what occurred to me is that for many of us, that mental chatter is on automatic for us. And that is oftentimes the very thing that holds us hostage to the very experiences that we say we don't want to have in this life. And so and so there, right there is that's the connection. But if we can quiet that we can transcend. If we can quiet that, we can get into the higher aspects of our being as humans. We we now can become these Christ figures, these superhumans who are capable of and far more powerful than really anything we can imagine in our humanity, because our humanity is limited. We ain't never seen nobody fly before, so we don't think it's possible. But what if? Pisces is asking, what if? Do do you dare to believe? Do you dare to even ask for more? I think that's the end of my spiel today, y'all. what it is, man, you know. Um, They had a caller. Where you at? That caller still here? Oh, man, I knew I should have said something earlier. They was here for, like, ever, too. That's totally take their call. Um, but if you got a question, press 1. Um, I was going to say something. You know, with this illusion of Pisces, you know, I dare to say that um, light, no, darkness comes from the light. And God is a weirdo like that because um, when you look at the light spectrum, literally invisible light or what they call visible light, which is, you know, the infamous light stream. If you got light coming through your window and you close the blinds and you allow this little peak of light to come in and you put a, a prism, a crystal or something by that light, it starts to refract and reflect color which are the darker colors. So inside of invisible light, there are actually darker colors. So darkness resides inside of light. Facts. When you split it, you have, but you have to split the light. And I say, yo, God is really freaking weird to do something like that. But what you said when, you know, because we, we all accept that, well, light comes from the dark, right? When you look at a color spectrum and you want to lay it out and you have violet uh, on the far left-hand side and you have deep red all the way to the right, and in the middle you have green, and then, of course, yellow-orange is going more towards the right, going towards red, and your blues and your indigos is going more towards the left. And when you start to get into a deep red, when you start to get into a, a deep, dark violet, you're about to actually start to run yourself back into the same color of what appears to be darkness. 
So when you understand the color spectrum of what you just said, Nick just presented a paradox where basically the contradiction of the two is the same thing. So, again, when you look at light from one angle of simple colors, it looks like, well, you take black and you mutate it and you play with it, you can get brown. And then you mutate that and you get yellow. And then you will get red. And then, ha, now we got the white man, right? Now you can see that. That's what they say, right? <laughs> okay, fine, fine. No problem, no problem. But are you willing to accept the fact that inside of this white, invisible light, darkness resides inside of that? Are you willing to accept that? Are you willing to accept the fact, and I shouldn't hit you here, but I have to, because blackness is so great, and then the white man's going to burn up. Man, he ain't going nowhere. Stop lying. He ain't going nowhere. So I'm going to burn him up, brother. No, no, he ain't. He's going to put some chemtrails in the air or something. He ain't, he ain't, he ain't going to sunscreen sunblock. Apply it to your skin. How about that? But can you deal with the fact that, because we, we fall for these illusions on color, and you can't do that. You study the color of sperm, and you tell me what color it is, Mr. Black Man. It ain't coming out black for some reason. Why? So anyway, 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 you know, listen, this was an awesome, 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 awesome 12-week, really 14-week build. Um, you know, those of you just listening, I advise you, start at the very beginning. Um, listen, follow along. Um, oh, Nick did mention the feet. Pisces is the feet. So let me just give you a recap, and we go to the lines because these energies are inside of your body, irregardless to you having physical planets and these signs, or you not being that zodiac sign. The celestial will in the sky is really talking about your body. So let's start with Aries being the head. If you're Aries, or you want to tap into this energy, meditations from your sincere heart. Right, because I always say when you're in that jammy in that situation where you got to buckle down and get on your knees and pray, that wasn't a script, it was sincere. So, that's all you need is sincere intention for real, for real. That sincere intention from the emotion, from the whatever the stimulus, whatever that, that thing is that got you praying, that emotion, or please, just one more time. If here's one, I know one my daddy was on, please don't let this woman be pregnant, please. He vowed and never had children after me, and he didn't. And brothers, y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. Women, y'all know too. You be like, I sure hope my period come on. And you like, you start getting nervous. You know what I'm saying? And so that emotion is the raw energy in the fuel for whatever your prayer is. Okay, that is the script. Your sincerity. Okay. So Aries is the head. Taurus is the throat. All right, these are, I call these zones of empowerment, okay? So if you're in a love situation, man, you know, you can touch these particular parts of, of, of your spouse's body because that's her zone. And most importantly, as we talked about in one of the earlier shows, um, you know, touch the part of her body or his body that corresponds with you. So, for example, I'm an Aquarius. And since I'm rocking with you, 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 my girl, I'm going, I'm going to touch your ankles because that's how energetically my Aquarian energy shows up in your body since we're exchanging energy, right? So it happens, trust me, all right? So Taurus is the throat. Gemini is more of the lungs. It's the arms and hands as well. 
the lungs. Um, cancer is the stomach and breast. Then you have um, Leo is the heart and back, the spine. All right. Virgo is the intestines. Um, we go to Libra, dealing with those kidneys, adrenal signal, top of those kidneys, very important. Scorpio, sexual reproduction organs. You got the right to get a little freaky on this one, I guess. Um, Sagittarius would be the hips, the thighs. Um, Capricorn is more the knees, skin and bones. You can kind of go all over with Capricorn, but predominantly it's the it's the um, knees. All right, Aquarius, the ankles, and then Pisces, like Nick just said, is the feet. You got to love the feet if you Pisces. It's so funny because my son, my youngest son, is a Pisces, and ever since a peewee, um, uh, his mom does massage therapy, and he will always just request, can you rub my feet? Can you rub my feet? And it's the funniest thing in the world. Like, look, at this, look how this play out, like, you know. So Pisces is the feet. And, of course, it gets a little bit more in-depth because, you know, it gets you know, you got systems, reproductive systems. You have circulatory systems, which can be more the air sign. But as a basic physical generality, start right there. Start right there with your significant loved ones. Start right there with yourself. Mind these particular areas. I call them zones of empowerment, okay? You can direct power and conscious attention to these particular areas. A dope technique that's known in Taoism is called the inner smile. Whatever your area of desire is that you wish to affect, only thing you have to do is see that particular area with a smiley face smiling at you, and you put a smile on your face and you smile back at it, and you create this two-way relationship of that organ smiling at you and you smiling at that organ. It's called the inner smile technique, okay? Disease and malfunction cannot exist in, in, in the same space as health and happiness and love. It can't happen. So the only thing you got to do is just turn that switch on through your mind, all right? Um, got a caller, caller from the 770. Um, what's happening? Hi. Um, I have a quick question. Um, hey, Nikki. Hey, uh-huh. Noble. It's Mallory. I have a quick question. Hey, hey Mallory. Uh, about what you were – hey, about what you were just saying about how um, – when you drop down on your knees and, you know, you have, like, a sincere request and, you know, that's that's where your heart is at the moment. So I, my question is, because I kind of identify with that, I seem to only be able to really manifest stuff in a state of procrastination. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I, okay, I really need this, like, like so, like, because, like, when I, try, when I try to test stuff and, like, manifest little things and I, it's like, I don't. I don't want to say it's fake, but I don't. I don't know how mm-hmm. to get back into that sincere mode unless I'm like, it's the last minute. I really need this, and so I'm like, really like, right. you know, on it at that point. You know what I mean? Does that sound? So right? you're saying yeah. it's so a, a sense of distress. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm. I'm glad you asked that because that. That really reminds me of what I have been thinking about this week, and 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 this 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 strange interplay between suffering and and challenges versus gifts, right? And how we can extract jewels out of our challenges. That's exactly what you're talking about right now. And so, 
not unfortunately, right? Because I said I'm I'm going to change my language around this conversation on challenges, right? But mm-hmm. something that we we got to get clear about is a part of our innate sort of makeup as human beings is suffering. It's just our reality, right? And when you look when you look around us, right? We we down here in Mount Coop, we down here in the in the toilet bowl of the universe, right? That right. makes sense. Our environment itself is characterized by suffering, by dirtiness, right? And and so when I as I'm talking about this, I'm I'm trying to be very clear and distinct and very careful about. Because at the same time that Malkut is is this 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 bowl of 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 waste, it's also the kingdom, right? So there's the 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 value in the valley, the beauty in the challenges, extracting the jewel from the challenge itself, right? So here you are in this space of distress. Your back is up against the wall. You really really need it. You you wrong, sis. You actually hell is here right now because you really need that shit, right? And so yeah. that actually is fueling the desire, is fueling the need, it is fueling the request, right? So I, I, I spoke about this before. In, from the Kabbalistic perspective, the water signs are all are the, considered to be the three negative signs. Water is associated with your emotions. A lot of times the emotions get a really bad rap down here. It is not emotions themselves that are the problem, but more so how we actually use them as human beings that is the problem. So a part of our task while we're down here is to learn basically how to walk upright. We have to learn. We have to change our thinking. We have to be reprogrammed out of this need, this desire to suffer, this need, this desire to exist in filth, right, this poor righteous teacher perspective that says you got to be poor in order to be righteous, in order to be elevated, in order to be enlightened. We are literally being asked to change how and what we think. We've got to, we literally have to lose everything we think we fucking know. Right, I, I would mm-hmm. set it set it on uh on um Doctor Strange. Forget everything you think you know, and, and this, this was a huge reminder for me this week. And, and I, it's funny because I had talked about it either the week before or two weeks before that. The more I know, I realize the less that I actually know. This this incredible divine paradox. So so that's it. It's it's a fuel. It's an impetus for your desires, that's what your emotions actually are. The problem is that many of us are stuck and trapped in very negative, defeating emotions, and we are constantly fueling that negativity. We're, we're perpetuating it. We don't, we don't understand how this technology works. We don't understand how our minds work. We don't understand how our spirituality works. We are fucking babies down here. And so we're learning yeah. we're learning how to stand up straight. And a part of that process of learning how to walk is 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 making mistakes, right? I, I just I, that's what I was just talking about. We we all we have to make the mistakes in order to get to the mastery. So we're gonna fall down, we're going to procrastinate, we're going to you know, we're going to have these seemingly negative aspects that seem to 
constantly be challenging us and constantly be, you know, holding us back, if you will. Um, I got a really dope technique. Um, my housekeeper gave it to me. She and she's incredible. Mirrors, reflections, right? And and, and mm-hmm. I knew I was in. I, I had been looking for a housekeeper for a minute. I could not. And finally, my homegirl, my sister, recommended somebody. She was perfect, right? And, you know, that part of it was right, but also the spiritual part of it was right. I've I've talked about her on the show before, I think, and every time she comes over, we just have these deep spiritual conversations, and then, you know, she go about her business. But she gave me a really dope technique. I was talking about my own issue with procrastination, and... She asked me, well, I, you know, what is it that you love about the procrastination? I'm like, what? I mean, mm. huh? Mm. What is it that you love about the procrastination? Why, why do you do it? Like, put aside, you know, your intellectual stuff, your need to be viewed a certain way. Put all that shit aside. Why do you like it? Why do you like to procrastinate? You know why I like to procrastinate? Because I like the freedom it gives me. I like I like the ability to do what the fuck I want to do with my own time and nobody else tell me how to use my time. That's why I like to procrastinate. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's beauty yeah. in that. So yeah. now the quote comes in when we can say to ourselves, because this has been a huge lesson for me, learning how to balance that, Right. How mm-hmm. how do I deal with that? Is that bad? Am I a horrible person because I like to procrastinate? I Noble was mad at me this morning. Like Noble, I want to get. We got to finish this off. I want to have the thing ready for today. That's mm-hmm. and when I look around me, that's how I do people. And I t- and what I've learned to say is, you know what? That's my own special brand of love. That's how I love on you, and that's how I allow you to love on me back because I know that. If if you do it, then that's showing me that I'm special in some kind of way, that you care enough to to sacrifice yourself, Pisces, to 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 do this little inconvenient favor for me. So I had to get real with why I like to procrastinate. I like to be free. I really enjoy being free and being in control of my own time. So now the the mature part of it says, okay, now I know what I enjoy and what I like about procrastination. Cool. What's the bad parts about it? Why Why is it not cool? Because it puts me under a lot of stress. It puts me under a lot of pressure, and it's like drinking. Every time I do it, especially when I do it real, real bad, I, you know, I'm never going to do that again, right? Right. Great time. Escapism, Pisces, same conversation. So it's learning the it's learning the balance in between the two. You know what's also really good about me procrastination? I work really well under pressure, and I'm fast mm-hmm. as a mug. I'm yeah. hella fast. Those are all strengths that I, I developed through the tool of procrastination. Now, also within that, I also got to grow up some and say, you know what? At the same time, I don't like being so stressed that I'm sick to my stomach. So I'm going to stop, you know, procrastinating under these circumstances. I'm going to give myself more. I'm I'm going to focus less on the negative aspects of it because as long as you're beating yourself up for something, you are not going to be able to get beyond it, right? You're running around looking like Rocky 
all beat up and bloodied and bruised. You ain't going to get very far in that condition. So it's about focusing on the positive aspects of it. And we learn through the practice of gratitude. There's a technology there. We get more of what we focus our attention on. So now we can, we, at least if we do the technology wrong, at least if we cast the spell wrong, at least we'll get more enjoyment out of our procrastination. At least that. But we're always talking about advancing the conversation. We're always talking about pushing it. We don't, we don't want to stay trapped in any one place, no matter how good it is, Right? So pushing pushing the envelope even more every time, growing more and more and more and more, and so eventually we learn how to ca- we, we learn how to do the, we learn how to do it properly, and that becomes this fine balance in between. Maybe I don't completely stop procrastinating because there's something there that I like about it, but I've learned to empower myself, and one of the things that I had to learn, especially around this conversation of procrastination was procrastination was one of the ways that I abused myself, that that perpetuated my need to suffer, right? And so a lot of times we, we think to ourselves, you know, I'm bad, I'm horrible because I can't stop procrastinating. Why won't I just stop doing it? But there's something to be gained there. There's something for you to learn there. The fact that you got on the line and even asked a question about it right now, you are not only feeding, we can feed you in this conversation, but we can feed everybody else who has the same question. Our job as human beings is not only to figure shit out for ourselves, but it's also to make a contribution to the greater scape of humanity. We're making a contribution to each other at the same time. Did I did I answer your question, Mel, or am I totally off? Yeah, like okay. uh, I almost <laughs> cried, but <laughs> I never looked at uh, procrastination that way. I always, you know, beat myself up about it, like stop procrastinating. Like, you know, I never, right. ever, ever looked at it that way. But, yeah, that right. answered my question. So basically right. just it's something it goes to look back at, to you like, balancing it out. Yeah. Just on purpose, and, and that was, making that, was that something that was really big to, to me. <laughs> That was yeah. that was huge for me, so I'm I'm glad to hear that somebody. So the fact that I was even, you know what I'm saying, willing to ask myself those questions allowed me to bring some wisdom and some jewels out of that that I could share with you. I had to ask myself why why do you like to why do you like to beat yourself up like this? Why do you? Yeah. And I had to really ask that question. What is the deal with you and this need to suffer? And those are the things that we also have to discover about ourselves, not just the convenient, cute, convenient stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That that that, thank that was good. That was good. Thank you. And 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 y'all forgive me. I I don't mean to talk over anybody. Unfortunately, there's a little bit of a delay in the line. So even when me and Noble do it, I have to call him on three way to prevent the delay. So forgive me if if I'm answering questions, y'all, and and talking over y'all. I I deeply deeply appreciate um, the the feedback and the questions. And so I want to make sure we get get the the full um, access. To those questions and 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 hear everything that y'all saying and asking, family. Absolutely, you know I'll I'll say this on procrastination, right? I, I want to challenge it from from one of the angles Nick was talking about uh, the, the place where where you have to beat yourself up 
like that as if it's a form of abuse. Now, of course, we can measure it and say, well, listen, it's little things and it's not something that's, you know, that's, that's major and life-changing in a sense and urgent, and, you know, and we know what urgent things are, you know what I mean? Then, you know, I think it's minute because it's just something that's just not a priority throughout the day. But if these things are really priorities in your life and it causes some type of delay and hindrance, you know what I mean, can have an adverse effect. And we know what that be, whether bills getting cut off or whatever it may be, whatever that effect may be. Mm-hmm. And this is a behavior that you do not wish to have, then it's something to really measure and say, you know what, I got I to gotta really get down in this and I got to fix that. Because, and this is why I'm creating over here in the Prosperity Investment Group, there's a book club that's coming forever until I'm, while I'm still, while I'm staying on earth, it will go on forever. That's all about getting rid of those behaviors that hang us up. And it is a fact that people who study rich folks, financially wealthy people, they don't play the procrastination game. Me and you talk about this all the time. It's called Saturn in the cosmos. Either you discipline enough to get up and go get it and, and make it happen, or you get the negative aspects of it where it's, 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 oh, I can't get nothing in life, I don't feel like it type of thing. And, again, you want to always, to the best of your ability, work the higher side of it. And, you know, another thing is we have to be real careful on that kind of stimuli because the body will respond and say, you know what, I'm not moving until I get in a stressful situation. Mm-hmm. In other words, feed me stress chemicals and I'll move. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we stressed out. It's the bottom line. It's the deadline time. Okay, let's go. And, again, I think you have to measure it properly in a sense of what's in your life because if they're little things, and they're just really little, these like, you know, whatever they may be, it's little things. But if they're detrimental things that could be detrimental in a sense, they're big things, then I will, I will caution to really measure that because you need the pressure. You see, some people perform under pressure because they need that pressure. You see what I'm saying? To, to, to do it. Now, it's funny because we're not going to raise our hand and say, hey, give me pressure, please, you know. And, 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 and the point of what I call the entrepreneur spirit, whether you're a business owner or not, but the spirit of the individuality that, like Nick said, I like my time. That's why I do it on one hand, right? Can you be motivated? See, that's the thing. These things that we procrastinate about, they're, they're not motivating things for some reason. Because shit that you motivated about that you like, you're not going to miss it. It it just ain't happening. You don't miss it because you want it. You know what I'm saying? So these things obviously don't have some type of mm, priority per se. And, again, just just you have to be the judge with that. You see what I'm saying? And say, you know what, It's, it's not as detrimental as I think it is. It's just about the little things and whatnot. But I do challenge you to say, you know what, if it, if it is some things that's detrimental, you know what I mean, how do you get in the mode of changing that, you know what I mean, and being super-duper motivated and on the ball and doing it? Like I said in this MP3 with my son, the best thing is, because is, at the end of the day, y'all, you know what we're looking for, Nick? We're looking for information whether we're reading it, listening to it, or watching it, 
We're looking for information that we can finally say, you know what, I'm going to commit. Mm-hmm. Right? That's all we're doing. Yep. I'm going to commit. I'm just waiting for somebody to move me and move my emotion, which is my mind. I'm waiting for somebody to move my mind to generate a feeling, which is an emotion, my mind to generate a feeling so I can get up off my ass and do what I know I want to do. But at the core of that is you had to make a decision to first listen to the person, to accept the person, and then say, you know what, I resonate with this, I get it, and then you got to make a decision to say, now I'm ready to commit to this new behavior pattern. So at the end of the day, it's what I always say, Nike got the illest slogan ever, and that's why they're the best at what they do, because it's called just do it, meaning you know what the problem is, so if you know what the problem is, by contrast, you automatically know what the solution is, because you know what the problem is. Mm -hmm. We're just not necessarily sometimes motivated by, you know, whatever it is that we got to go after. You're not motivated to get out there and sweat and lose that fat stomach. Be real, that's not motivating to you. You know what I mean? So then there's certain techniques, obviously, inside of the membership to get you to bypass. You, you got to get to the image of your ideal state, and then you got to chase that, and then you got to enjoy the process along the way, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Basically, you know, looking at the end result of the goal and being in love with the process of getting the end result of the goal down, and then everything makes sense and it falls in this proper line. But it's going to always end and start with ourselves. So just be the judge of that. You know, be the judge of it and see how detrimental it is because we all do it to a degree. You know what I mean? Oh, I do it on Sunday. I got to cut the grass. Oh, fuck it. It ain't grow that much. I'll do it next Sunday. You know what I mean? It just really depends. Is it hurting anybody? No. You know what I mean? So, you know, just, just be, you know, judge, judge yourself carefully on it and whatnot. Yeah. Um, anybody else, if you got one, press one, man, because I'm about to get up out of here. And, you know, it's funny. Nick is calling Malcoop the toilet bowl, right? Um, but it's also known as the kingdom. And the irony is in this, as you alluded to it earlier with this, because I, I, I don't want you to think, well, this place is a toilet bowl. It's bad and whatnot, because she clearly said this place is the kingdom as well the place of material riches. God is a weirdo that the earth eats dookie, okay? It, it, it likes to take dookie and, as fertilizer for plants that you breathe air and trees and these beautiful flowers and stuff, and it eats it. But w- what else can it do with it? Because everything besides human beings are the only one that's conscientious enough to say, wait a minute, at least let me put it in the toilet and some water and then flush it down there and then we send it to an incinerator and burn it, right? Like, Everything else is like bloop bloop on the earth. Bloop 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 bloop. <laughs> every everything, every single thing that you can think of that's alive that defecates says bloop bloop on the earth. So the earth says, okay, I have to eat this, and this is what I eat. So the beauty of God is, yo, the earth eats dookie, mm-hmm. and it grows. And so you, you know what I'm saying? When you really so think about it, and so do yeah, you. that's right. Oh, absolutely. You're playing your food that you eat, Mr. Vegetarian. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. You eat dookie juice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we like to find the oxymoron or what we call reconciling the paradox and understand that these opposites are really the same thing. 
So when you hear the toilet bowl expression and you hear these things, we're talking about the divine beauty in what appears to be of a certain extreme is all we're getting at, all right? Um, I know we're a little bit in overtime, yeah, so go to theimaginationguru.com. Like I said, Minister Jew, got some um, got some jewels for you. There's about to be a new Venus MP3 that's coming out. All right, so just make sure you're on the mailing list. But most importantly, go to the shop tab over there. If you want to get into the 21-day challenge, the Positron Pass, if you want to have any issues that you deal with, you know, that's going on mentally in a sense, like, you know what, this shit, I just ain't, I don't like how it went down. Join this, uh, join this journey because there's a flash sale that's going on right now, and it's only good for this weekend. First thing Monday is back to its normal price at 165. So you want to jump in it right now and take this 21-day journey. Challenge yourself to step up into the realm of greatness, whatever that may be for you and that idea for you. All right. So it's theimaginationguru.com. Go to the shop tab. You'll see it right there on webinars. Uh, market calendars, April 26th is the new moon in Taurus, money alignment, once a year, going to have a free conference call talking about prosperity and what the investment moves is, market calendar for uh, May the 7th, we'll actually have a webinar, in fact, that webinar is available now on myastrologycoach.com, myastrologycoach.com, click on events, hit webinars, and it's the Prosperity Investment Group webinar, um, I said something earlier, but to give you a little bit more insight, people have in our inner circle haven't been investing literally thousands of dollars at this point um, where in this Tech 500 fund where we're bringing back a 60% return on investment. And in simple mathematics, 500, because it's a minimum of 500 to get started, 500 gets you 800 in just 90 days. And we put in writing and contract one-page contract, ain't none of that fine print, all these pages is hit. No, a one-page contract, literally, front page, it states that you are guaranteed your initial principal, your investment in 90 days. You put up five, we're going to secure that 500, and that's really like a bond, okay? You know a little bit about investing. So that 500 is secured. We also will incur a late fee if we go seven days past this due date. Anything past the um, you know, seven-day grace period, or that late fee period will be uh, 150 default fee. And then my man also put inside of there, worst case scenario, if this had to go to a legal situation, he will agree to incur all of your legal fees. This is a win, 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 win situation. Why? Because the trademark that he literally has, a federal trademark on computers called Never Get a Computer Virus Again, for the life of the computer. Capricorn, homie, they go hard in the paint if you know what that Capricorn energy is. If you don't, go back to show 10 and we talk about that success marker that they have. All right? So it's a guarantee, but we're guaranteeing your principal, but, of course, you're going to get more than that. It's a 60% return. How can you get started? First, you must sign up for the webinar because if you're not in the membership, then it's not open to the general public. But know that it's there and stay with us, all right? This is why you want to be be inside of these membership things that we're offering because we got to take care of the base first, all right? So trust me, we got you, all right? So sign up for that webinar. Again, it's on myastrologycoach.com. Go to events, hit webinars, and bam, you're going to see it. It's going to be right there. It's called the Prosperity Investment Group webinar from May 7th, all right? 
And then stay by your emails for that April 26th free conference call where I'm going to talk a little bit more about it because I'm going to talk about these self-defeating money behaviors that we have. All right, and we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, just gotta dispel that. Other than that, Nick, you close us out. Awesome. Well, this has been a very interesting, very fun, a very exciting series to do, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad to have had the opportunity, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad for everybody that's listened in has. Um, called in with questions, emailed us with questions, given us feedback. I'm incredibly grateful for you all. Um, I hope that, not I hope, I know <laughs> that um, we, we, we pulled out a lot of jewels and dealt with, with some dope concepts throughout this series, so I, too, will encourage any and everybody on the line, if you haven't listened to the whole series, go back and, and, and catch what you missed because there are definitely some jewels there to be grasped. Um, if this show resonated with you and um, you got any, or especially if you have any questions, please feel free and please be encouraged to email both Noble and I. You can catch us at thezodiaclovers at gmail.com. Also, to get more information about my energy in balance program, um, go over to myastrologycoach.com. You're going to pull down the consultations menu, and you will see a page for um, consultations with Nikki. Um, And and a lot of what we talked about today was also very fitting to the concept of this particular reading. Um, um, Our our first caller um, who called in with a question about, you know, um, certain characteristics and qualities, procrastination and things of that nature that we might find ourselves conflicted with. Um, and and it, it answers an even better question as far as application, right? Because I can give you all this information. I can tell you, yeah, you know, you got some fire in there, but it's 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 uh it's getting drowned out by your water. You you gotta overbalance the water in there. Okay, but the practical question is what do I do with that? What are the techniques that I can apply to that to help me harmonize and really get that energy and balance? So you're definitely going to want to get in touch with me so that um, I can provide that reading for you because that's something that I can look at um, in this particular reading. It also includes a one-on-one consultation with me so that I can get a better perspective. I find that if I have a, a talk, if I if I chat with you, um, I can I can also hear uh, what your spirit is trying to say, what, what questions it is that you may be trying to get to or um, that maybe on the intellectual level don't necessarily make sense. But through that conversation, it, it just allows me to, to better personalize uh, the reading. Um, and so that comes with the one-on-one consultation as well as a personalized report just for you. Um, and talking about um, what your elemental makeup looks like, how that might show up as a gift, how that might show up as challenges for you, and ways to get that that energy in balance and get it better harmonized so that it can improve the quality of your life. We want this information to work for you, right? We don't want to just, you know, fill up your CPU with all kinds of information and now, you know, your your system is running slow and and you can't can't get nowhere, you can't get to no goals and and make no manifestations because you're just full of empty information. Um, The the greater question is what can I do with it? How can I apply it to um, impact and, and, and give me a greater quality 
to my life. So again, uh, myastrologycoach.com, um, pull down the consultations tab and you'll see consults with Nikki. You can also contact me directly at nikkibuilder at gmail.com. That's N-I-K-I-B-U-I-L, excuse me, it's Nikki Builds at gmail.com, N-I-K-I-B-U-I-L-D-S at gmail. Dot com, and I'll be happy to uh, further discuss that with you and any other questions you have. Um, in the meantime, in between time, uh, y'all stay close to your emails and stay close to the Inner Peace Lighthouse station and channel um, for details about upcoming events and seminars and webinars and class <laughs> and good stuff from, from, from the network. And uh, thank you again, family. Peace. Peace.